This is the Easy Living Yards podcast. I'm your edgy host, Ben Hale. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 28 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we will be talking about lawn edging and garden edging ideas. Hey, welcome to today's show. If you're new to the show, thank you for coming by. I hope you enjoy this episode and other episodes that you might discover. Here on the Easy Living Yards podcast, we talk all about how to save time in your landscape so you can spend more time with your family and doing the things you love. So today, with lawn edging and garden edging ideas, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than some of the previous ones, but this is in itself is actually a very valuable piece of having a low-maintenance landscape. So if you're looking uh, at your garden areas or if you're looking to design a new space, having the proper, appropriate edging that's durable and that actually provides a good barrier to prevent growth and, and spreading of certain plants is very important. So let's just jump into it today and start learning about lawn edging and garden edging and how this is important for us. So the benefits of garden edging are, there are a couple that I think of. One is that it reduces maintenance. So when you have edging uh, across your uh, garden beds or in between your lawn and and a a garden bed or something like that, um, what it does is it provides a barrier to weed growth or creep of your lawn or creep of your garden plants. And it helps just kind of keep the right things in the right space. And so... The primary ways this reduces uh, maintenance is through the reduction of weeding and the reduction of trimming. And of course here we might have weed growth that comes in, but also weeding, I'm just referring to uh, not the right plant in the right place. So if you have some garden plants that maybe escape your garden into your lawn that you would prefer not to be there, or vice versa, if you have your lawn Uh, plants that start creeping into your garden beds. Well, having an appropriate barrier with a good border or edge really reduces this need for weeding. And likewise, it reduces your need for trimming if you have the right kind of edging. Okay, the other benefit of garden edging or lawn edging is that it provides some design benefits. So it actually just, by having a good edge or a good garden border, you're providing clean lines in your design across your yard. And these clean lines can be very crisp and and nice looking for the right kind of designs. And these clear borders that you put in your landscape with good garden borders, it benefits many types of designs and most common designs that you see in yards and landscapes. So you have a reduction of maintenance benefit as well as a design benefit. So let's get into the different types of edging that I prefer and the benefits and drawbacks of each type of edging and what might be right for you in your yard. I'm not really going to get into how to install edging because there's a lot of differences based on the type of edging, even within these various categories that I'm talking about. And so those specific, more specific uh, installation topics uh, will be highly based on what type of edging you end up getting for your landscape. So the first type of edging 
uh, that's highly durable is metal edging. And so the benefits for metal edging are that it's one, durable, and two, low visibility, or it can be low visibility. So generally what you get with metal edging is it's kind of like a, sh- a thin sheet of metal that you insert vertically into the ground at the border of your garden or your lawn. And this metal edging border provides a very strong and durable barrier between your two spaces that you're providing an edge on. And it withstands the test of time, generally speaking. And so this is a pretty thin uh, sheet of metal. And so it it is low visibility. And that um, is highly desired in a lot of designs. So it's almost like a like an invisible border. Um, now, of course, when you're close up to it, you do see it. But but from a, a distance, it's it almost looks like just a uh, a self-made border, if that makes sense. So some cautions with metal edging. Uh, first, if you have steel edging, it can rust. Um, so if you have like a thicker steel edging, um, this actually may be a an appealing. Um, look to have like a slightly patinaed or or surface rusted edging and so if that's desired make sure you have the right type of steel edging to do that but if if not you know it might actually degrade your edging especially if you have a thinner metal edging like i was mentioning previously if you have a thicker um metal edge uh, this actually may be desired and um, you get surface rusting and, and that's different than than deep rusting and pitting so so the stuff you want to avoid is the stuff that might corrode over time and eventually degrade to where you have to replace it likewise um, steel edging can degrade in salty regions so if you're especially if your soil has a high salt level first of all that's probably a it could be a problem um, if you have salted soil um, you might have issues with plants growing in the first place but um, aside from that um, it can also corrode your edges so just make sure your soil isn't high in salt concentration to where it's going to actually degrade your edging now, alternatively, uh, aluminum edging is also fairly common, and, and aluminum edging is fairly durable when it comes to corrosion in your landscape. So, so this can be a good choice. The flip side is that it's not as strong if it is somewhere you're actually, it's going to be getting a lot of direct contact with hard surfaces or whatever. Impact, I guess, is the, the right term. Um, so it's it's more flimsy basically, but it's durable, more durable to corrosion, um, and so this is something to consider based on your specific need. Um, in general, the thinner metal edging it can be a cut hazard if, especially if you have yourself or others walking around barefoot or if you have pets that might be stepping on this edging you just got to be careful with the metal edging especially the thinner stuff because it can be an issue with cuts or just uh, it can be painful to step on so make sure you can consider that Uh, also generally speaking you want to avoid this in high traffic areas for some of the previously mentioned reasons so if it's aluminum edging in a high traffic area could be prone to bending or cracking eventually um, or the thinner edging also is just it can be painful to step on and generally speaking you just don't want it to be in a space where it's actually going to be walked on top of and so if it's at that the far edge of a path it might be okay depending upon what path you have but if it's somewhere where you're going to be actually crossing it or somebody will be crossing it on a routine basis you might want to avoid metal edging um 
Likewise, uh, metal edging can sometimes be difficult to find at nurseries or various stores, uh, especially your bigger box stores. They generally don't carry the, this more durable edging. And so um, you might have to search for it, some specialty nurseries or some large supplier nurseries for that generally supply like commercial uh, use or you can also find this stuff online. So stuff to consider there. Now, if you find it online, shipping can be expensive for this stuff because generally it's sold in like 8 to 10 foot lengths. And so that might be difficult, but if you're purchasing enough of it, it might be worth it. So just something to consider there. Okay, let's move on away from metal edging, which is, again, very nice. Uh, It can be low visibility and highly durable. Uh, What about stone edging? So stone edging is the benefits of stone edging is that it's it's very durable if installed properly and also can be very decorative at the same time. So in and of itself, just the edging itself can be a nice accent to your garden or to your lawn as a, a, a nice visual piece by itself as a stone edging. Now, some of the cautions with stone edging is that you got to make sure you install this stuff properly, and especially with a proper underlayment. Generally speaking, they they recommend a small excavation underneath the edging where you're going to install it. So you dig down a few inches below the bottom of your stone, and you install an underlayment, usually of, of either with a a weed barrier fabric as well as some gravel or sand as a base for your edging and then you install your stone edging on top of that so make sure you you properly research uh, whatever you're installing on how to properly do it for the longest durability and also for good weed prevention and that is a good segue into the next caution, which weeds can become a problem with stone edging because it's not a impenetrable barrier like your metal edging, um, but you have you know gaps in between your stones. If it's not, especially if it's not installed properly, or eventually over time, you may get weeds creeping into between the cracks of your stones. So something to consider there. Okay, with pavers, pavers can be very similar to stone edging. But they also offer some interesting benefits and uh, differences that I wanted to break out compared to stone. So like stone edging, paver edging can be highly durable. It can also be very decorative in its own way. So it, it generally has a more uniform structure, generally speaking, than your stone edging if you're, if you're comparing to natural stone. The, the, the alternative is that, generally speaking, again your paver edging is less expensive than stone. And so because stone is by itself a natural material, the larger the size you get with your stones, the higher the price. With pavers, it's something that can be manufactured to various shapes and sizes, and it's usually highly accessible. And you have a lot of options of size, shape, color, and texture with your paver edging. So the versatility of paver edging, along with the cost of it, can be uh, something that's very appealing. Okay, now like stone edging, paver edging also requires the appropriate underlayment and foundation, and likewise can have the same weed problems that we talked about with stone edging. Okay, now Aside from these durable borders that I just talked about, I want to talk about two other options. The first option is actually something I really like, and that is a mulched border. 
Now, this one is generally speaking a little bit higher maintenance than these other options we just talked about, but it can also, in, in its own right, can still be a pretty low maintenance option and also a very low cost option. So if this is something where you just want to have for now, you want to get a good border in that you might end up changing in a couple years or something, this is a great option. And that is a mulched border. So with a mulched border, basically what you do is you, you dig out a small shallow uh, trench or ditch along the edge of your garden bed. And so you're talking about a few inches deep and it provides a, a, a break between your lawn and your garden or whatever two edges you're talking about. And you fill this, this shallow ditch or trench with mulch that you've acquired. So you can get, you know, your various types of mulch that you would like to fill it with. And this mulch basically provides somewhat of a barrier between the two spaces. And so this can be a kind of a quick fix that you you will have to kind of take a look at it. It won't be the same amount of work every year. But, uh, you know, after a year, you want to go back and make sure you're not getting any sort of weed growth in between that mulched area. You might have to dig out certain parts and then you refill it or top it off with some fresh mulch. Uh, because over time, your mulch will degrade. And you could do this with stone or gravel as well if you wanted to. But the reality is that that space, when you have it with stone, um, you'll require the same types of work where you'll have to kind of slowly dig it out um, to replace some of the stone. And the difficulty with stone compared to mulch is that eventually the cavities between the, your gravel pieces or your stone pieces will fill in with soil or, uh, or, or material that can promote weed growth. And so that's why I actually like a wood mulched border over something like a gravel border because over the long term it can actually be a little bit less of a hassle um, and especially a few years out. And so with this mulched border, some of the benefits are that it's easy, it's attractive if, if you do it properly, and it's highly affordable. Um, now some of the cautions, like I mentioned, is it, can, it requires yearly maintenance, and it also can be messy in high traffic areas. So if this is something, like if you're doing this right on the edge of, say, a driveway or a walkway where it might get some traffic, you might get some mulch scattered across your pathways or your driveway that you might not want. So that's just something to consider is this is the right border for the right type of place and it might not be the right border for other types of places. Okay, now on to the next and last option, which I uh, would recommend. And, and this one I kind of, sh I'm, a, I'm a bit cautious about, and that is plastic edging. So this one's one of the most common edging options out there. Um, and so why am I cautious about it? Well, first, let's talk about the benefits of it first, and then we'll talk about some of the potential issues. So the benefits are that it's easy to install, generally speaking. Uh, it's affordable, and it's also highly versatile. So you can shape it, generally speaking. You can So you can get nice curves. You can also get pretty sharp corners if you want. Um, so it, it allows a lot of versatility to whatever your needs are. And um, that's very convenient in its own right. It's also very easy to find. Um, a lot of stores carry it. So it's, it's something that you can pick up quickly. You can get to work on it. 
and and that has a huge benefit to it as well just the convenience of access Uh, now what are the cautions for plastic edging well for one plastic edging can degrade over time especially if you're talking somewhere that it gets direct sunlight Uh, a lot of times sunlight can degrade a lot of plastics and so you'll end up with a brittle or weathered plastic over time where you might get discoloring or breakage um, and and that can be an issue that you end up having to reinstall this every couple years as it degrades um Likewise, generally speaking, the cheap options that you can find, they're a lot more work based on the aforementioned reason that it's not very durable. So you might end up, if it gets stepped on or if a mower uh, wheel, not even a blade, but a mower wheel goes over the top of it, it might crack. Um, Likewise, if you're using a weed trimmer next to it, it might it might break the plastic edging. And so these can end up to to be very unsightly issues that you didn't anticipate. it also can just, in general, it can be unsightly or cheap looking if you don't install it right or if you don't get a, a nicer uh, type of plastic edging. So you have to determine what fits for you. Does, this, does the benefit of access and cost um, and versatility uh, outweigh the potential negatives? And what is the actual negative for the specific type of plastic edging you have? Because there's all, all sorts of types of plastic edging. Um, some of them come in very short lengths, some of them come in rolls, and some of them work at different depths. And so understanding what type of edging you're looking at and how it actually uh, fits into your landscape and both functionally and aesthetically is very important. Okay, so let's talk about some of the landscape edging problems that you might have. And and after that, we'll kind of wrap up. And, and again, you know, these edges are very important, actually, in preventing long-term maintenance on your landscape. So that's why this stuff is actually so important, to get the right edging for your needs that looks right, as well as functions properly. So one of the really common problems, especially with the stone and paver edging is frost heaving in these in the northern parts that you actually get frost um, or freezing of the soil Um, and if you live in the south you might understand what i'm talking about well when the soil freezes just like water you know if you know ice cubes how it expands and so if you took a a milk jug and you filled it with water and threw it in the freezer your your milk jug would actually uh, kind of balloon out somewhat and may even crack if it, as it freezes. And that's because water expands. Well, when your soil, your ground freezes uh, in the northern areas, your, your soil does the same thing. So the moisture content in your soil actually expands and, and you get an expansion of the soil and there's a lot of pressure changes as that happens. And along with that, Anything that's submerged into the soil can can be shifted or moved. And, and so um, a lot of times that's why you hear when people are digging a foundation for, say, a deck or a shed or even a mailbox, that you want to make sure you dig below what's called the frost line. So the depth uh, that normally gets frozen, uh, you want to dig below that so you don't deal with this frost heaving issue. Now, of course, here in southern Ohio, we actually have a, a about a 36-inch frost line. So when you dig a foundation for something like uh, our shed that we built a few years ago, I had to dig down uh, below 36 inches in order to sink the footers for the shed. And of course, when you're doing a garden edge uh, with a maybe a stone border, you don't actually want to dig down 
36 inches just to put in an appropriate underlayment for your your stones that are just going to sit on top of the soil soil but what you want to do is ensure that it has the best foundation to prevent heaving and so how do you do that so that's kind of what we're talking about here is frost heaving is when you, uh, it's very common in in stone pathways around here where over time some of the stones will start to shift up or down or settle or whatever and some of that's due to frost heaving some of it's due to just general settling and so how do you prevent that well one making sure you have a deep enough foundation or underlayment to prevent some of this issue from happening, especially using like gravel. Gravel is very good at, at preventing the effects of frost heaving on what's sitting on top of it. And, and also just making sure you have the right underlayment to begin with. So gravel, sand, uh, weed barrier fabric as well, um, just to prevent um, uh, sitting and pooling of water underneath your, your um, edging as well is very important. Okay, uh, what about weeds growing between pavers? That's another very common issue, uh, especially if you have like a patio or a path or just some sort of edge that's made with pavers. How do you keep weeds from growing in the cracks? Well, again, this this goes to back to making sure you have a proper weed barrier underneath. And you see in the stores how they have various grades. You want to get the highest grade possible you can afford because that'll mean it lasts longer in your landscape. Now, generally, I actually don't really like weed barrier fabric, but in this specific scenario where you're you're putting it underneath uh, something that you don't intend to have plants growing, it's it's very important and helpful to have. And again, this is for both weed prevention as well as ensuring proper drainage uh, in that area as well. And so you put down your, your weed barrier installation. You also want to, a lot of times they recommend to use sand atop your your weed barrier and underneath your pavers and this allows you to kind of set your pavers in place and tap them around so they can shift a little bit and then you fill in the cracks with sand as well well you want to make sure that you're using a sand that allows water to seep through quickly and to not hold water this will really help a lot with preventing weeds from getting into your space now, inevitably, over time with pavers, you will get slow buildup of debris in between the cracks. And so, unfortunately, one of the best things you can do is to just try and clean those out best possible. So maybe with like a pressure washer or uh, stiff bristled brooms and to get as much of your your uh, built up organic material that might have uh, kind of accumulated in there out of there. So clean it out as best possible, and this is maybe every couple years you have to do this, and then go back and fill in those cracks with some of that highly porous sand that can drain as quickly as possible and prevent weed roots from kind of getting established there and actually germinating there because the place gets hot and dry quickly. And and that'll help preventing weed growth as well. Okay, what about weeds growing underneath or below your garden edging? Well, the primary fix here is that to, to make sure you have a garden edging that goes as deep as you need it to go. So what I'm talking about here is, is a lot of plants spread by underground roots or rhizomes. And, and so they'll shoot roots out horizontally below the ground and pop up new shoots. And you want to make sure that your edging, depending upon the plants you have growing in your garden, that you put your edging below where these roots might potentially go. And one of the notorious um, perpetrators for this is bamboo, for example. Now with bamboo, for example, you want to have a garden edging that goes as deep as two feet 
to prevent those roots from getting past uh, that space and into the space you don't want it to grow. So you got to make sure you have the right depth or the right width as a rhizome or root barrier to prevent weeds from growing underneath your edging. Now, the last thing, as far as an issue that I hear about, is trimming issues. So, making just a, you're, you have this edge, right? But then you have to keep going past it to keep trimming it. And especially if there's kind of indentations in your edging or whatever, you always get these little grass pieces that are left that are just kind of a pain to trim around, right? You want something that's quick and easy to maintain. That's what we're talking about here. So, how do we do that? Well, make sure you can install an edging that is just barely above flush level with the ground. So something that's great for this is that metal edging we were talking about first. So metal edging, generally you're installing it to where it's maybe only a a quarter to a half an inch above ground level, and that's it. And that's effective enough at preventing, for most things of course, if you have things that spread by uh, grasses that spread by leaning over and and dropping down new roots, this might be an issue, uh, such as like your crabgrass, right? Um, but if you have, say, a good lawn grass that doesn't spread like that, um, you can mow right up to the edge of it uh, without having to drive over the top of it, and you get a nice crisp edge without having to do a weed trimming every time you mow the grass. And so that's a great example of having the right lawn edging that's just above flush. You can also do this with pavers where you install your pavers where they're, again, maybe only about a half an inch above ground level and you get a nice clean cut right along it because you can run your mower deck right up to the very edge of it without having to go over top of it and you get a nice cut. So that's what we're looking for here. And with that, guys, that's pretty much a wrap for the different types of edgings that I recommend. So if you're looking for some lawn edging or garden edging, a lawn border, garden borders, whatever you want to call them, um, these are some great options. There's a lot of various options out there. So you got to just match what type of durability do you want? What type of cost are you willing to uh, spend on some of this stuff? And again, sometimes it's worth it spending a little bit more to get something that's going to last you a little bit longer and, and also save you a bit more time with the work to maintain it. And so that's very important to consider as your, you know, cost isn't the only thing here that we're talking about, but also our time, which is very precious. And so make sure you invest and the right thing for your space that also fits the aesthetic appeal that you want. That also looks good, you know, it makes you feel proud of your space. So that's what we're talking about in selecting the right garden edging for you. And I hope you can find that. And and I'd love to hear from you if you have any comments to share or if you had success or problems with any edging go on over to ely.how, that's ely.how slash episode 28, and drop a comment there for everybody else. Let's start a discussion so you can learn uh, and share with others about what's the best type of edging for you and what you've either had really good experience with or have had negative experience with. And um, if you have a different opinion as well, that's a great place to share it. So go on over to ely.how slash episode 28 and there you can get in the discussion and leave a comment and hear what other people have to say as well now with that guys i also want to say if you have a question for the show you can head on over to ely.how slash pod that's ely.how slash pod and there you right at the top of the page you'll see a link a button to ask a question and you can be featured on the show with your questions or at least uh, if you're not featured on the show i will be able to get back to you quickly with a quick answer and hopefully help you in your landscaping needs 
And likewise, if you guys haven't been over to iTunes to leave a review, if you like this show, if you've gotten some value out of it, a great way to help other people learn as well how to save time in their landscape to do more of what they love, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a review. So with all these things I'm talking about, just check out the show notes or you can go on over to ely.how slash episode 28 and all of the links are right there to leave a review, to ask a question and and potentially get featured on the show. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.